Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Don't stop. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't stop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Amen. Hallelujah. What a blessing. How many are happy that we are in the month of September? How many are happy? that God has brought you from January up to September. And there is a promise that he will take us through to the very end. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. We are thankful to God for his mercies and his blessings and the favor upon our lives and upon our church. Amen. Is our God a good God? Oh, I can't hear you. Is our God a good God? Our God is a good God. Amen. He's always looking out for our good, delivering us, protecting us, covering us, and giving us a reason always to continue. Hallelujah. One of the favorite scriptures that must always guide you is the story of the uh, uh, unprofitable servants. When you are not profitable, when the talent and the gift God gives you is not used, you forfeit your reason to continue. Hallelujah. Yeah, so the Bible says that when that servant did not use his talent at a certain point in time, the master came and after he reckoned with them, he took the one talent that he had given him and gave it to the one who had the ten and said it unto the one that you are unprofitable, wicked, slothful, lazy, unprofitable servant. And he said, enter into outer darkness, and there will be what? Weeping and gnashing of teeth. So for us to be here, there's a lot of things that is going on in the world. The world that you were born into is different from what you are having now. We are protecting ourselves from each other. I think we should put our mask on, if you have your mask. Yeah. It's, it's important. Hallelujah. Yeah, and he said, give it to the one who had the ten. And he said something. He said, to the one who has more, more will be even be given. And the one who does not have, the little that he has shall be taken away. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So there is a good reason why God has not taken us out of this world. There is a good reason why, irrespective of whatever is happening, God still protects, guides, provides, and takes us through. Amen. Because he has a purpose and a reason for our lives. Hallelujah. Please turn your Bibles with me. I'm here to encourage you and to guide your offering and your tithes. Turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 50, the book of Psalms, chapter 50. I'm reading from verse number 9. Let me start from verse number 8. From the King James, the Bible says, I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy folds, for every beast of the forest is mine. And the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the fields are mine. 12. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. I will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Hallelujah. But unto the wicked, God saith, What hast thou do to what hast thou to do to declare my statutes? Or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth. Amen. Let's take it from the NLT. Sometimes the King James has a way of not letting you see what is happening. If you don't know it already. So look at it from the NLT. We are reading from verse number 8. It said, I have no complaint about your sacrifices. God is saying he has not got any complaint about your sacrifices. Or the burnt offerings you constantly offer. So God is not worried about sacrifices and burnt offerings we do. Verse number 9. He said, but I do not need the bulls from your bands or the goats from your pens. For all the animals of the forest are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bed on the mountains, and all the animals of the field are mine. For all the world is mine, and everything in it. Do I eat, do I eat the meat of bulls 
do I drink the blood of goats? Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you have made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. Hallelujah. But God says to the wicked, why bother reciting my decrees and pretending to obey my covenants? Hallelujah. Amen. I like the verse number uh, 16. He said, but God says to the wicked, why bother reciting my decrees and pretend to obey my covenants? Hallelujah. So this morning, we are talking shortly about thanksgiving and vows. Look at verse number 14. It said, make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the most high. Amen. Make thanksfulness or thanksgiving. The King James says it this way. The King James says, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the most high God. Hallelujah. Offer unto God. In other words, we owe to God thanksgiving. Amen. Hello. The Bible says that if he was hungry, God says if he was hungry, he would not ask me and he would not ask you. He said, I know that the, thousand, the, 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 the cattle upon the thousand hills are mine. He said, the world is mine. I created it and everything that is in it, I know whatever I have created. And if I was hungry, I would not ask you. Said so the fowls of the of the air. If I were hungry, I would, yeah. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Everything in the world is for him. Hello? This is what God is saying. He said, everything, and you know it is true. Everything in it is for him. Everything in the world. He created it, everything. So he asks you that, look, do you think that if I'm hungry, you are the one I'm going to ask? That is what God is asking. If I were hungry, are you the one who will feed me? And he asks you, do you think that I eat the flesh of bulls and drink the blood of goats? Do you think that when you offer something, when you offer, when you give an offering, when you pay your tithe, you think that without it, I will not eat as a God. Without it, I cannot continue. Without it, you are the one who is making God, God. Are you the one making God, God? It's like without you, God refuses to be God. He said, no, not at all. I created everything. And he begins by saying that I don't hate uh, uh, sacrifices. And giving offerings, I will not prevent you. It is a sign of showing your gratitude. Hallelujah. So he comes to verse number 14. He said that, be thankful. We owe to God thankfulness. He has created everything and he has put us in charge. Hallelujah. So what we offer to God, we are not offering because God is hungry without him, uh, without our offering and without our tithe. 
God will collapse. His economy will not run. No. He said, look, the thousand hills, there are catches upon all of them. He said, it is mine. I know every bed, every fowl of the air, it is also mine. I created the world and everything that is in it, everything is mine. Hallelujah. Yeah, but, you know, when he speaks like that, you may think that so because he created everything and we cannot feed him and we cannot give to God as you don't need to do anything. But it comes to the verse number 14. Can you look at the 14? Say, offer unto God thanksgiving. Amen. So when you are giving offering, is an appreciation. You are saying to God, thank you. Thank you for keeping me here. One, one day I was there and I was thinking that, hey, why did God make us human beings? Have you thought about it? That I could have easily been an animal. I mean, one day I thought, I was saying, you know, this is not nice. Let me just escape. That is like, why did God make me a human being? Because he made the goats, he made the, do you understand? So why did you find yourself to be part of the humans? Everything in, in it. You could have been a tree. Amen. And Bible says, God says that you owe to me thanksgiving. Offer unto God thanksgiving. And again, and pay thy vows unto the most high God. Amen. When you are giving thanks, when you are giving offering, when you are giving tithe, that's your vow. The tithe is not for you. Bible said the tithe belongs to me. Hallelujah. Yeah, so when you are giving your tithe, your vow, you are paying your vow, your covenant, it belongs pay it to the most high God. Hallelujah. I don't know why God does that, but it looks like everybody has his uh, preference and his nature. When you look at the beginning of creation, you wonder why God did not take that specific tree of the knowledge of good and evil from the garden so that Adam will not have access to it. I don't know why. If you know, you can tell me. But he created all that he has created. And he created the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the tree of life. And he put it, everything is for you. Millions and billions of trees and flowers and fruit and everything is for you. The only thing that is not for you is this one. Don't touch it. When you touch it, you have problem with me. Hello? Are you here? That is what God said to Adam. He said, look, I have created you. I have given you. Even you did not ask for a wife. I saw that you were alone. I have brought a wife to you. The only person who did not have to pay Lobola was Adam. Did you know that? Adam did not pay Lobola and Adam was the only one who hmm, went for the Lobola negotiation with God. Because Bible says, yeah. Bible said that God brought the woman and God gave the woman to Adam. Yeah, so those of you who have women in your life that the parents have not given her to you. Read your Bible. Hallelujah. 
please don't change my message. What I'm saying is that it looks like God has a pattern that instead of taking, taking whatever as source, he doesn't take as source. He doesn't take his tithe from your salary as source. He gives it to you and he said, I bring the ten. He gives the trees and he put his special tree in the garden. That this is the tree of the, of the knowledge of good and evil. If you like it, touch it. You touch it, it's your end. You touch it, it's, you, you are downfall. You touch it, something else will happen. You will not live beyond a day. You will not live beyond a day. And they look at it, they say no. You know, I'm telling you, God is so wise. I don't know how the world will be. Can you believe a world that you don't know evil? You know, when you hear that somebody is depressed, do you know what causes depression? Sometimes somebody says, I'm stressed. Yeah. Sometimes somebody is in school doing his master's or her master's, but he's already depressed. Because when you look at the job market, people with the same qualification who are not working, and it's like, what is this going to happen to me? The knowledge of what is to come causes people even to give up before they are there. When you look at your beauty compared to other beautiful people who have not yet been chosen, then you notice that who will choose me? Who will select me? Will anybody prefer me? But uh, you'll be surprised that somebody will choose you. Hallelujah. God's wisdom was that I don't want you to know any bad thing. So depend on me. God comes and tells Adam what to do. God wanted that relationship, that fellowship. Amen. So God created everything and gave it to Adam. He said, name it. Whatever Adam named that was. Adam never knew good and bad. Everything he did was what God asked him. Say so eat, have the trees. Let it be food to you. And Adam had the trees. In fact, in Genesis 1.21, that was how God related to Adam. Adam was in the garden, did not know what to eat. God had to tell him that eat this, eat this. But the devil comes in and he said, you know what? You need to be your own man. This yester master must stop. You cannot depend on God to know what to do every time. Just eat this tree of good, of the knowledge of good and evil. And you will know good and you will know evil. So that you can do the good and you wouldn't do the evil. Hello? Are you coming along? How many people here, if you can testify, you've been there that you know good and you know evil, but you are not able to do the good. You choose the evil. You see, what the devil did not add to Adam is that when you know good and evil, you cannot do the good. That is what the devil did not tell Adam, that look, you can know good and you can know evil, but when you eat it, the ability to do the good will go away. Sometimes you've been there and said, this thing I want to do it, or you are there, a bad thing that you don't want to do it, but you are helplessly doing the bad thing. How many, you know, not you, you know somebody who 
struggles with doing the right thing. Always doing. Yeah. I also know somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So that, that was the place that the tithes began. The, the whole mess up. And God comes again. And he said that again, the tithe is mine. You read it in Leviticus. He said the tithe is mine. He said, don't touch it. Don't touch it. If you want to see what will happen when you touch it, you ask Adam what happened when he touched what God said he shouldn't touch. And God says that, look, everything in this world is for me. I created everything. If you think I don't know the best, you say I know all the best in, 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 the, in the world. I know the world. I created it and everything in it. The, the, the cattle upon the hills, the, the bulls, the uh, goats and all that. Do I need the flesh of a, 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 a cattle? Do I drink the blood of a goat? No, but I need you to be thankful. That is what God is saying. I need you to be thankful. Hallelujah. Yeah. Offer unto God thanksgiving offerings and pay thy vow to the most high God. Can we say it together? Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vow unto the most high God. Can I let's take it again? One go. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the most high God. Hallelujah. If you don't know any scripture in Psalms, this one is a good one. Hmm? 5014. Psalm 5014. Can we repeat it again? One go. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the most high God. Amen. And that is what God requires us. So look, every one of us over here, I'm encouraging you, no matter where you are in the world, make sure that the covenants, God's tight, you don't touch it. Amen. Amen. Even if your wig is hot, don't touch it. Even if your roof is leaking, don't use God's vow, the tithes. Don't use it. Don't use it. Hallelujah. Even if you need a red shoe, don't use God's tithes. Don't use the offering. Amen. So every one of us, you need, you know, it's part of Christianity. It's part of worshiping God. You need a whole week. As you go through the week, you need to be planning and you are praying, and you are preparing, that you are going to go to church on Sunday to say thank you to God. You are going not just to appear. And there are people who also don't go to church. It is not good. It is not good. It is very important for you to appear before God just two hours to say thank you. And when you come, you give him thanksgiving offering. Offer unto God what? thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the most high God. Now, the vow is 10%. If God gives you nothing, you give him no vow. The thanksgiving is something that you are thanking God for for the whole week. You, are, you appear before God, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the perfect health, your covering, the protection, 
anything could have happened, but you kept me. This is to say thank you. And I also remember you gave me 100. Somebody gave me 100 rand. This is 10 rand. This is my tithe. The covenant. Hallelujah. That is the vow. I used to have a jacket like this. And I've hanged it in my wardrobe. Because of where I used to work. And any money that I will have. When I come, I put the tithe in the envelope. Of, uh, in the envelope and put it in the jacket of the coat. Then the end of the month. Sometimes I'm surprised. When I come, I say, really? All such monies have passed through my hand. Where, where, where did I put the rest? But I was so careful to always put the tithe in an envelope and put it. Then at the end of the week or at the end of the month, then I will take the vow and I will take it to church. Hallelujah. Yeah, and it was such a blessing to me. Amen. Yeah, and I can tell you, as long as you give God his thanksgiving, you offer unto him what thanksgiving, and you pay your vows, you always have a reason. I say you, he will always have a reason to bless you. Because the Bible says, he that is faithful with little will be faithful with much. Hallelujah. If God can trust you with 100 rand, then he can trust you with 1,000. Then he can trust you with 100,000. Then he can trust you with 1 million. Then he can trust you with billions in the name of Jesus. Yeah, but if God cannot trust you with just 10,000, if God cannot trust you with 10,000, how can he trust you with 10 million? The tithe of a 10 million can do so much more than what the tithe of 10,000 can do. Hallelujah. I believe that this morning God has encouraged you. He's giving you a reason. Never, never. Look, anytime you see yourself awake on a bed, thank God. Me, that is the one of the, the, the outstanding miracles that I, I always thank God for. Because when you wake up, you notice that you could have continued. Hello? Have you woken up in a room that you forget where the door is? You've forgotten the orientation of the room. Hey, where am I? For a minute, then you come to yourself, okay, I know where I am now. It means you could have continued. You could have continued. You wouldn't know anything. So for you to be alive, you just have to say, Lord, thank you. I'm saying thank you, and I'm saying this is my vow, my covenant. Hallelujah. So take a very good offering. Take a very good offering, everyone. Everyone, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay all thy vows unto the Most High God. Hallelujah. So offer your thanksgiving. I want you to take your offering. Yeah, take the offering. If you need an envelope to pay, your title, uh, let me know. You can lift your hand and I will give you an envelope. You need an envelope to pay? You can, you can please come for it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you also have an account, if you have an account, it's the church account number, it is better to do it direct into the church account. So that we don't need to count money and touch money. If you can do it. 
you can send it straight away. Your reference should always be your cell phone number and your name. Somebody will acknowledge it, send you a covenant blessing. Yeah, every man there's a covenant, the vows, there's a covenant that comes, a blessing that comes over us. And please, if you are here, you've been paying your tithe, and you have not received a covenant blessing, please let us know. Let us know. Just let me know right after service. Pastor, I've been paying my tithe, or I paid my tithe last month. I did not receive the covenant blessing. You need an envelope. Please come. Take my envelope. Okay. Make sure whatever you are putting in an envelope is more than the cost of the envelope. <laughs> I'm joking, but it's also true. Hallelujah. Those who are paying from your phone, from your iPad, those who are watching, you are on Microsoft Teams. Please, don't think that I can't see you. God bless you. Don't think that, oh, I can't. You are even sitting in the comfort of your room. God bless you. You are sitting on a sofa, nice one. We are on a plastic chair, and we are paying. So, and those who are lying down in bed and watching, you can easily sleep. Please sit up. Sit up and move out of the bed and come into the living room. Hallelujah. Those who are transferring straight, lift your offering, lift your tithe, your vow, your covenant as we pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Oh, yes, for the honor, the privilege to obey your word and to see the fulfillment. If disobedience to your word has such a repercussion, Lord, we want to see the obedience. We know that the obedience of Abraham brought a blessing that has become a generational blessing. In fact, through Abraham, we have the nation of Israel. Lord, your promises are yea and amen. Lord, I have spoken your word that we owe to you thanksgiving and we owe to you our vows. Lord, we have come to honor. We have come to pay. We have come, oh God, to give thanks unto your holy name for all you have done for us, for the good health, for your blessings, for your favor, for singling us out somehow, somehow to save us even the time you did and to deliver us from even unknown things. Lord, we say to you alone be the glory and the honor and the praise. And Lord, in our hands is also our tithe, the tenth of all you have given us. It's our covenant. It's our vow. We pay it to the most high God that your word and your promise will be fulfilled over our lives. How you said that when we honor you, you will honor us. And when we honor you, you rebuke the devourer for our sakes. And Lord, you open the windows of heaven and bless us that there shall not be room enough to contain it. Thank you for the power in your word. Thank you that your word will never be broken. Thank you that you will make good. Thank you that whatever you say happens and whatever you speak, you fulfill it. Thank you. Oh, yes, that you open the heavens and bless us that there shall not be room enough to contain it. Thank you, oh God, that we will not discount, oh God, our investment. You said we will not cast off our offsprings and anything that is ours. 
Lord, we declare your blessings and let the offering bring unto us, even as your word has declared, press down, shaking together and running over. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Please go ahead. Go ahead. Send it. Ashes, go around. Go around and receive it. Yeah, you can touch the basket also with your phone. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And as we take the offering, let's welcome the dancing stars. Come on, keep on clapping. Clap for Jesus, somebody. Wow. I feel so blessed. Truly, all things are working together for my good. And all things are working together for your good. And I just want to be God's favorite child. Is there somebody that feels you want to be his favorite child? I don't know your situation. But I know that if you are not blessed yet. I said if you are not blessed yet. Our pastor is in the house. Hallelujah. Please stand to your feet. Because God has a word for you and I this morning. At home, stand to your feet at home. And with Jesus' joy all over the cathedral, help me to welcome the servant of God, the son of Bishop Daniel Mills, my pastor, your pastor, Bishop Napoleon Essien. Hallelujah. Hey! Hey! Wow, what a blessing. I said, what a blessing. Hallelujah. Let bow our head for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless you for your goodness, for your mercies, for your love and kindness. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you that your word, oh God, is coming to change our lives, is coming to heal our lives. Lord, is coming to destroy everything that is in our life that is not of you. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Lord, give us understanding hearts and let your will be done this morning. Holy Spirit of God, we open our hearts, we lift our hands and we say, have your way in the name of Jesus. May the fowls of the air that comes to steal the seeds, the web that is sown, may they be rebuked in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your touch. We thank you for your in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. So the last time I was preaching, I began, I think I shared with you the vision of Lighthouse Chapel International. Okay, so it's just one of what it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. Hallelujah. So I'm continuing what it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. What it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. 
if you remember, I began to show you that it is um, important to understand where you are as a church member, what we do as a church, okay? Even companies. Companies have their goals. They have their mission. Yeah, it is true. It is true. We are all Christian. We are using the same Bible, serving the same God. But if you've been around for a while, you notice that different churches do different things differently. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so you need to understand that, okay, so where you belong to, where you belong to, how do we do things? Maybe you are here even for the first time today. How do I become a dancing star? How do I become a pop star? How do I become a singing star? How do I become a member in the choir? How do I become a pastor one day? How would it ever happen? You need to know all this. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because when you go to school, what, whether you like it or not, it is clear to everybody to know your progression. You don't move from grade one to grade R. No, you move forward. <laughs> Are you there? At the end of every term, four of them, after the fall term, if you pass, you are moved forward. And if you don't pass, they will tell you why you did not pass. You get it. So it is also important to know that in this church, if I am here today for the first time, is there ever a pos- is it possible that one day I can become a leader in the church? Is it possible that I can become a pastor in the church? Is it possible that I want to be a serious Christian? What can I do? You need to be serious and you need to understand. Amen. What are the things or what we believe in so that you can align yourself and begin to make progress in your service to God. Amen. So, like I said, there is the anointing is the anointing. Without the anointing, you cannot be born again. So everybody who is born again is somehow anointed. Hello? And the anointing is the Holy Spirit. In John, uh, sorry, not the John, but in Acts chapter 10, verse number 38, the Bible tells us how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Hallelujah. How God anointed who? Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the... So what is the anointing? The Holy Ghost is the anointing. The anointing is not the oil. The oil is a token, it's a symbol. So you can, oil can be poured on you and you will still not be anointed. Because if every oil is the Holy Spirit, then why are you frying different things? The Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit is not sold as par. You cannot have the Holy Ghost at checkers. Shop right, they don't have the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching. Yeah. Yeah, I need to preach. Yeah. So you need to, you know, when you are in an orthodox church, maybe Wesley or 
Roman Catholic Church or some other Orthodox Church. You cannot, you cannot shout amen when the pastor is preaching. But in our church, there is a feedback. I said there is a response. Be seated. Be seated. It's a church. Yeah, in our church. It's a lively church. It's not a dead church. Have I told you the story of the pastor who was preaching? He was preaching and somebody died as he was preaching. So they called an ambulance. When the ambulance came, they couldn't see who was the dead person. Everyone was asleep. So when they take this one, then he will wake up and say, where are you taking me to? In our church, you cannot be here and sleep. Amen. Yeah, it's not allowed to hear preaching and you will say, Amen. Can I hear a lot this? Amen. Very good. It means I'm teaching and preaching to living beings. Hallelujah. So the anointing is the Holy Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, you cannot be born again. So the day you got born again is the first time you had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because when you get born again, you are recreated. You are not refurbished. You are not rehabilitated. No, 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 no. You are not maintained. You are recreated. Amen. You are new. That's what the Bible says. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. May you have some new things. You know, most people don't have new things. So they can't even understand the born again experience. Because your car is a second hand. Your car is a brand new second hand. Are you getting it? Yeah, I don't want to go to the other areas. But you know that most of the, your phone is brand new second hand. And other things that I cannot find protocol will not allow me to talk about it. You see? So when the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, it's a new creature. It's new indeed. You can't believe it. Mm, new. So you cannot believe that whatever you did or how your life used to be, God has forgiven our sins and there's a new page that you can begin. Hallelujah. That is the Holy Spirit, the anointing that recreates. Okay, so the anointing, everybody is anointed. But when we talk about catching the spirit of the ministry or the spirit that is upon a certain house or upon a certain church, it is a little different from just being anointed. Hello? Yeah. Catching the spirit or the anointing upon a ministry is the way things are done in a specific place. The way the mind, different things. Are you there? Yeah, and whatever you are doing or how you even talk is coming from your mind. Hello? Yeah. You, you, you speak from your mind. You speak from what you know. So if you don't read, that is why we have deaf and dumb. You know, often people who cannot, um, uh, what do you call it? Deaf, who cannot hear. Sometimes they cannot only hear, but they also don't speak because you speak from what you hear. Sometimes the deaf person can speak but the reason why he's not speaking is because he cannot hear. So he doesn't have anything to say. 
when you are speaking, you are speaking from what you have heard or what you have read. So when you don't hear and you don't read, you join the deaf and dumb. Am, am, I, am I talking to any? Yeah, so sometimes we have the deaf and dumb, not because that person is also uh, dumb. It's only deaf, but because he doesn't hear, you can also speak. May that not be your portion. It's just like somebody who has been to school and who doesn't read. You see, if you can read and you don't read, you are not different from somebody who cannot read and does not read. I'm preaching. Your your grandmom cannot read and she does not read. You can read and you also don't read. So, you are on this. Are you getting it? Uh So, what I'm trying to say is that when I'm talking about catching the spirit of the ministry, it's the way things are done. There are eight things that when you catch, you would have caught the spirit. Many people think that when we talk about spirit, when we talk about spirit, it's like the person must be begin to be spooky and mysterious. No, 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 no. Spirit makes you speak. Spirit makes you speak. Do you understand? Spirit gives expression when you speak. It's a spirit. When a thought occurs to you, a spirit has spoken to you. Hello? Yeah. Because when you look into Genesis, when God created man, the Bible says he formed man also. So the man that was created is different from the man that was formed. But he pulled the created man in the formed man. And suddenly man became a living being. So you see that the formed man is the clay that God formed. He took a clay, he played with it, and he formed a man. Then the one that he created, which is the spirit. Bible said that he picked, whether with his nostrils or with his mouth, then he picked the created being, and he breathed into the formed man. Then suddenly, man became a living being. That is why he said that the body without the spirit is dead. Because when the body was created and the spirit was not there, it was motionless. It was when the spirit came into the body, then the body began to move. Are you here? So the body without the spirit is dead. And man became a living being. And he began to speak and began to talk. In the same way, in Acts, on the day of Pentecost, Bible said when the Holy Ghost came, people began to speak. People began to speak. Do you remember? On, in the house of Cornelius, Acts chapter 10, verse number 44, Bible said, whilst Peter was yet speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on those who heard him preach. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. You look into the Bible, you notice that any time Spirit comes over somebody, they begin to speak. Are you here? Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say I am? Nobody could speak. Then the Spirit of God entered Peter. Then Peter said, hey, I've got it. You are the son of the living God. Because before that, people were saying, oh, you are Elias. You are the prophet. He was quiet. Then Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, 
but my father, who is heavy. Spirit has entered into Peter. And Peter began to speak. Then right after, Jesus began to tell Peter, I'm going to Jerusalem. I will be killed and I will be raised again. Then Peter said, hey, he started rebuking Jesus. said, no, it cannot happen. You cannot die like, no. You. Then Bible says, Jesus turned around and said, Satan. Peter was talking, but Jesus said, Satan. Spirit has entered Peter again. So Jesus did not say Peter. He said, Satan. So when spirit, you need to be careful who are telling you things. That's why Jesus said, take heed what you hear and how you hear it. Take heed what you hear and how you hear it. Some of us, we've been fellowshipping with evil spirits. You are hearing the demon-possessed person talking to you and you cannot even descend it. So all I am trying to say is that when we say you are catching the spirit of the ministry, that means that it is going to cause you to talk. It is going to cause you to think. It is going to cause you to behave in a certain way. Because when spirit comes over people, they behave, they talk, they act. So if you think that when spirit comes to you, they... No, 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 no. Spirit causes your mind to work in a certain way. Hello? So when you cut the spirit of the ministry, this ministry, your mind will begin to work in a certain way. You begin to talk in a certain way. Hallelujah. Yeah. You begin to say, what a shock. Yeah, you begin to say, Charlie. Charlie, how? After you've been around me, you say, oh, Charlie, what's happening? You begin to do certain things. So I am sharing to you, with you what it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. And I'm saying that for those of us who are very spooky and mysterious and you want, you, you want things to say, hey, so we are about to catch a spirit. I'm, I'm breaking it down for you to understand that there are eight things that when you catch it, when you have it, it affects your mind. Okay? And it means that you have caught a spirit. If you look at Isaiah chapter 11, it says about Jesus. It says, and the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Then the next one, it said, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. So when a spirit rests on you, how you think, how you understand. Some people have, they are not here today. There are some people who have the spirit of folly. Foolishness. Yeah, everything they do. Is. So, look, some people, their foolishness is not, it's a spirit. It's a spirit, the way, because spirit makes you wise. Spirit makes you understand. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of what? Wisdom and understanding. Then the next one said the spirit of counsel. The advice. You are able to take advice and you are also able to advise. It's a spirit. When that spirit is not there, see that they will give you the best advice. You will fight the advice. Am I, am I talking to somebody? Yeah. The reason why you are fighting with your advice is because you don't have the spirit of counsel. 
A certain spirit is not there. That's why you are fighting. You are fighting with your mother over advice. Most of you will still be virgins. If only you had the spirit of counsel. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. You, you will still be a virgin. Only virgin Atlanta. Planes are the virgins we have. Virgin active and virgin mobile. Because the spirit of counsel wasn't there. Spirit of counsel and what? Minds. Mind strength. Some people are very weak, even mentally. Small thing, then they are depressed. Small thing. They don't have strength. It means a certain spirit is not there. Hallelujah. But when you see somebody who is very resilient, never giving up, never say no, never. It has a, a certain spirit. It has a can do spirit. I can do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can overcome. I can pass exams. You will ask. You will be doing a course. You will ask, do people pass this subject? They say, yes. Then I have to pass. Do people finish this course in three years? Yes. Then I need to finish it. Do people succeed? Then I have to succeed. Do people prosper? Then I have to. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that you see, there can do spirit. If you want to break it down, you may think that it is a mental fortitude. It's the way the person's mind is made up. That nothing is going to wear me out. Nothing is going to make me stop. Nothing is going to let me back down. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to yield. I'm not going to burn out. And I'm not going to burn. I'm going to go through until the very end. It's the mind, but that mind is also a spirit. So I'm saying that when you catch a spirit, it affects the way the mind works. So instead of trying to mysteriously give you a spirit, I'm coming to teach you something that you can comprehend with your mind. And when you understand it, the spirit would have entered into you. Because when the spirit rests on Jesus, the spirit of wisdom, and of understanding. The spirit of what? Counsel and might. The knowledge and the fear of God. When the spirit rests on you, these are, and all the things that are being mentioned, you see that it affects here. There is not one. Wisdom affects here. Understanding affects here. Counsel is here. Even might, strength is also here. Knowledge, it is here. Fear of God. It looks like everything is affecting. Hallelujah. So are you, are you ready to have a change of mind? When you have a change of mind, you would have caught a spirit. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Amen. Please be seated. It is raining so I can preach till the evening. So. Hallelujah. So our foundation scripture is in Numbers. I'm trying. Numbers. Chapter 11. Reading from verse numbers 15, 16, and 17. Are you there? The 15 says, If thou dost thus with me, kill me, I pray thee. 
out of hand if I have found favor in thy sight. And let me not see my wretchedness. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the leaders or elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that I may stand there with thee. Amen. 17. And I will come down. God says he will come down. Are you there? Yeah. Say he will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon you or upon Moses. So God says he will take the spirit which is upon Moses uh -huh, and will put it upon them. The 70 will put it upon the 70 and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee that thou bear it not thyself alone. So, again, you notice that before God will allow these 70 people to join Moses' leadership, Moses was the one God called to go to Egypt, speak, pray against Pharaoh, and bring the people of God out of Egypt with signs and wonders. He did it. He brought them out. But he go to a place when you read it like we saw, he said, look, if I have found favor with me, then kill me. The burden of the people, leading these millions of people is so burdensome, it's so difficult. I don't want to see my wretchedness. If this is how you are going to deal with me, then kill me beforehand because I cannot do it alone. And God says, I'm going to help you. Take 70 people to the church. 70 leaders, 70 people that you think these were elders and leaders that they were already known, that they are shepherds and leaders and all that. But God says that the way, reason why you are struggling with even these 70 is that they don't have your spirit. I said, I'm going to take the spirit, the anointing, the way you do things, the way your mind works, the way you understand, the way you reason. I'm going to take it from you and put it on them. Suddenly, they will agree with every decision you are taking. Suddenly, they will begin to help you so that you don't bear the burden alone. Very difficult to do things with others who don't agree. That's what the Bible says. Can two walk together? Except they. Yeah, agree. It will be better to work alone than to work with somebody who disagrees with you. It will waste all your time. If you are eight people doing a, a, a job and four is against the matter, you are not going to go anywhere. Even if you were alone, you were going to finish faster than eight people that everybody have different ideas. Okay, the confusion. So in the same way, the work we do as pastors and as a church is the work that God gave Moses. And we noticed that before Moses had helpers who were able to help him, God said that there is an anointing, the way Moses thinks. Now understand this, that God does not lack anointing. He's a spirit. He's the father of all spirits. So God could have given all the 70 elders their individual anointings. Hello? God could have given them individual anointing, 70 of them, so that they will help Moses. But that would have been the altar of confusion. 
Amen. God said that, look, if people are going to help you, then they need to have your mind. They need to know what you are doing. They need to think like you. We must be of the same mind. So Moses, come to the church, and I, God, I will come there. So when you come to church, okay, when you come to church and they're preaching, it's a way of God taking the anointing that is upon the church and putting it on you. Hallelujah. So that you understand what we do as a church. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. Amen. So allow yourself to understand what this church is about. Allow yourself to understand why we do the things we do. Allow yourself to understand why we don't do the things you don't see us doing. And you need to be able to answer. And when all these things have been in you, you would have caught the spirit and you'll be able to, I mean, help others. Amen. So the eight things that will help you to catch the spirit of the ministry or the eight things that when you catch, it means you have caught the spirit of the ministry. The first one is the vision of the house. Amen. Now you need to know what is the vision of this house. Some churches are into deliverance. They have a big recording studio to record demons and what they are saying. Are you there? Yeah. They, when demons are speaking, that is their calling. They will begin to record them. I don't know whether they're listening to it after to learn from demons or whatever. There's different ways. Is it wrong? Or, it's not wrong. If that is what God has called them to do, allow, some people are into empowerment. Others are into prosperity. Others are into dominion. Others, we believe in miracles. We believe in healing, instant, everything. But we don't believe that we need to record demons. Demons should tell us what to do. No. We use the word of God. Look at the madman of Gadara. Bible said there were legions. That means at least 6,000 demons were in him. One person. One person. At least minimum of 6,000 demons. So if I'm going to, so there's two ways even to deal with demons. We have the working of miracles. That's what Jesus did. All the, he never even allowed one of them to speak. He said, Come out, all of you, out. There are a lot of people to help. I cannot interview 6,000 demons. <laughs> and remember that demons are liars. Until some demon rise up and tell you that, yeah, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> Meanwhile, you are now depending on demons to know what to do. A demon tells you that your mother is the one behind. That's the confusion people are having. Because demons are liars. Yeah, and you are dependent. Use the word of God. Hallelujah. Bible talks about Mary Magdalene. Seven demons had been cast out, but we don't hear the recording of any of them. One guy in Mark chapter 1, verse 24 to 27 Bible says, as Jesus was teaching and preaching in the church, he shouted, leave us alone. It was an opportunity to record what he had to say. But Jesus said, come out. Hold your peace and come out. The most important is making the people free. Amen. Amen. Not going to record them. We thank God if they speak, just 
come out and let the guys be free. Amen. So, the vision of the house and the first thing we saw, I think the last, last time I was preaching, is that our vision is and again yeah, so that is the vision. And you need to understand that this church, we are about soul winning and church planting. If you don't accept this vision, you have problem with the Moses. Moses is not to stay in Egypt. Moses is not to stay in Mara. Moses is to bring the people out of Egypt and lead them into Canaan. So if you don't understand what Moses has been called to do, you will say that let's have a party in Canaan. Let's establish shops. No, but Moses was living in a tent because God's mandate to Moses is not to bring the people just out of Egypt, but he was supposed to lead them into Canaan. How many understand? So if you don't understand this, you will be insulting Moses that why are you making tents? Why are we not building with blocks? Let's build with blocks and concrete. Because you want to be permanent. But a guy has an agenda that I'm here for three more days and we will be moving. Because I need to go into. So if you don't agree, if you don't have the mind and you don't understand the vision of the house that God has given to Moses, you are going to be frustrated. You are going to even fight your Moses. You are going to say, why don't we do this as church? Hallelujah. Like I was telling you, that there are things that we do as a church because of what our vision is. Amen. Amen. Yeah, instead of having maybe uh, uh, 24 powerful uh, praise and worship leaders to be here all happy, we are happy jubilating. No, we may have two of them here and send the 22 to start branches because our vision is what? Soul winning and church planting. What is the use of all the 24 of us all in one place, being happy? You are entertaining. No, go. There are souls dying. Hallelujah. Yeah, so that is the reason why you may see that somebody that you would like to just be here warming a pew is being asked to go and start a branch because we believe in soul winning and church planting. And I'm saying that if you are going to be part of a soul-winning church, then you need to know how to win a soul. Now, there is no difference between soul-winning and church planting. Soul-winning is only when it is few. When more souls are won, church is planted. For instance, all the places that we have people coming to with buses, sometimes, look, maybe we have uh, 200 people coming from Philippines. The transportation alone for them, when more souls are one, for 200 people, you say that no, it's too much. So you rent a place there and have a church there. So because more souls are one, a church is planted. So when you don't win souls, churches will not be planted. Amen. So you need to know how souls are one. Hallelujah. So we've dealt with that. If you want the message, get it it's in on the podcast. Number two is the principles of the house. What is the principle? What is the principle? Principles are 
What is a principle, those who have been to school? As students, can you help us? Those who did that. Principles. Principles are things that you go by. Establish, okay, norms or this is values, okay? So what is our principle? What is our principle? Our principles are that of the word of God. We are governed as a church and as a ministry, okay? We are governed by the word of God. So our principles are that of the word of God. So if it is not in the Bible, we cannot do it. So if you have, if you're a member of our church and you have problem with the Bible, then you have problem with the church. That is why everything we are doing, you see us quoting the scripture. The, you see, by the time we are done here, you see that we have quoted a lot of scripture. A lot of scriptures will be quoted. Hallelujah. Because the Bible is our manual. The Bible is what tells us what to do. Our principles are that of the Bible. Can I hear your loudest amen? amen? Yeah. So, for instance, we take two offerings. Why do we take two offerings? It's in the Bible. Often I will say that because I take two offerings. But that, that is just a joke. You go to Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse number 6. Then you notice that it is there. In the morning, sow thy seed. And in the evening, withhold not thy hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, whether this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Amen. So based on this scripture, how many have been there? Can we have the grace? How do we share the grace? And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion, fellowship, contribution, participation, and the 10,000 children, which includes all the important people for my life, and the first love of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. You hear us saying this every Sunday before we leave. Every Sunday. If you are in the church, you need to ask the person who invited, why do we say this? You need to understand. Is it a chanting word or whatever we are doing? Why are we, why are we saying what we are saying? If you are a leader, you need to understand. If there's something we are doing as a church you don't understand and you are part of us, ask of it. If not, it means you are confused. It means somebody can tell you something you cannot answer. After you've been here for three months, somebody asks you, why are you saying what you are saying? You need to have an explanation for the person. Hello? Yeah. So you cannot just be doing things you don't understand. Can't come and see the pastor. Pastor, can I know why we do this? I don't understand this. Not only the pastor, but every member, especially those who are wearing red and they are dancing. Anyone you see, you ask the person, have you been here for some time? Say yes. Can you tell me why we do what we do? Why do we have dancing stars? You need to be able to answer. Yeah. When the prodigal son came home, the father said, go and bring. That's why their uniform is different. Go and bring a robe and let him have a ring and slaughter a cow 
and let us be merry. And let there be what? Music and dancing. So there's music and in dancing yeah, in the house of God. Yeah, if you don't know, now you know. So this is the grace that we share. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 14. It's in the Bible. I'm talking about the principles. The principles. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 14. Yeah, can we read it together? One go. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Okay, good. Listen to me. The grace of, our, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion. That word communion. If you have it in your Bible, you notice that there's uh, a dot I or something there. Has anybody seen? Is there, what is the small letter on top of the communion? The word that was translated communion is the Greek word kononia. Somebody say kononia. Say it again. Yeah. So it's saying that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the kononia of the Holy Ghost be with us all. So what is kononia? The kononia, the English translation that King James could give is communion. But it means to participate. To what? To fellowship. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit will participate in your life. Amen. Yeah. The communion. The fellowship. Hmm? The participation. And what? The, con- the Holy Spirit should contribute. It's not the only one. Give me the weight. What is the meaning of kononia? Con- Look at it. It is there. Association. You must be associated with the Holy Spirit. Partnership. The partnership of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Uh huh. Collection? Yeah. Intimacy of the Holy Spirit. What again? Okay. Kononia is the translated form of the Greek word, which refers to the concept such as fellowship, joint what? Participation. The share which. which one has in anything, a gift jointly contributed, a collection, a contribution, collaboration, uh-huh. what again? Intimacy. Social intercourse. Some people, the only intercourse you know is the wrong one. But intercourse does not mean, is, what is the meaning of intercourse? To read the word of God so that your mind will improve. Intercourse doesn't mean sex. That's the only one that is making you laugh. Intercourse means a deeper relationship. Yeah. So you need to have intercourse with the Holy Spirit. Benefaction. Uh huh. Communication. Communion. Partnership. So when we read the when we are giving our grace, then we say, and now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion, fellowship, contribution.
participation. We are breaking down kononia so that you don't. Are you here? You need to. You need to understand why we say those things. It's not that I went to some church when we were closing; they were chanting. Everybody was saying uh, communion, fellowship, contribution, participation. I don't know what was happening. No, 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 no. Am I preaching to anyone? I'm talking about the principles. I'm talking about the principle. Every one of it. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the grace is not something that you share with your eyes closed. No. Which is a confession. You are proclaiming that as you are going out today, as you are leaving church, as you go out there, you prophesy and declare over the person that as you go out, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, may the love hmm, of God and the fellowship, the, the communion, fellowship, the contribution, the participation, the interaction, the partnership, the intimacy, the intercourse of the Holy Spirit, the benefaction, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, and the, the middle portion, which includes all the, we are confessing that 10,000, 10,000 children of God will gather here. So we are confessing. Amen. He said, when the 10,000 people come, it includes all the people who, which includes all the important people for. So the 10,000 people we are looking for, it includes important people for your life. Your employer will be in. Do you understand? Yeah, some, your, some of you, your wife will be in the 10,000. Some of you, your husband will be. Yeah, your mother-in-law will be in the 10,000 people. So you don't need to say, hey, what are they saying? They were saying, no. You need to understand that we are actually reciting a scripture. We are confessing. We are proclaiming that this is our portion. Now, as we go out today, may the communion, can we say it together? Listen, so if you look at the, this thing, it's CFCP. CF, communion, fellowship, contribution, participation. It's very easy. So when you say, and now, when I say, and now, then we start the grace. And now, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion, fellowship, contribution, participation, and the 10,000 children, which includes all the important people for my life, and the first love of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Put your hands together. How many have understood the the, 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 the grace for the first time. You also thought that it was chanting words, you see. But you never asked. You never asked and you were confused. That, hey, what are they saying? You let me be around for some time. If, so please, ask, ask questions. Ask questions. Why do we do this? Hallelujah. The third thing you need to catch. I'm moving. Can I move? The third thing you need to catch and you are catching the spirit of the ministry is the philosophy of the house. What is philosophy? 
philosophy is the way our mind works or the trend of thinking. The general trend of thinking. How do we think? How that, you know that people, their mind thinks differently. Before you came to church, anytime you heard love, when somebody said, I love you, you saw a black room. The light was off and something was happening to you. But Bible says, for God so loved the world. Hallelujah. So here, your mind and your understanding of love should be different from what they are, that, that foolish boy. That guy that doesn't bath. The, what he told, that is not the love we are talking about. And, 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 and he told you, if you love me, why are you not giving it to me? Hey, I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. If you love me, why are you not giving it to me? Give it to me, baby. Hey, that is the love you know. So when you come to church and say, for God so loved the world, you say, mm, what is happening? Because all you have known, so love is not sex. To you, love is sex. That's when he can tell you that if you love me, why are you not giving it to me? And you also think that you love him. That's why you are doing that. Do you think that prostitutes love the people they are sleeping with? Do you think that prostitutes love the people they sleep with? No. No, so love is not equal to sex. So the for God so loved the world. Not for God so sex the world. I'm preaching. So love is totally different. Amen. I'm talking about the philosophy. Let your mind work well. Some of us, we this computer must be reprogrammed. The viral infection is not allowing your mind to work. You've come to church. Somebody is standing there singing. And you are sleeping with the person from your chair. In your mind. How can you do that? Can somebody is singing? All things work together for good. Then you are you, you are looking and say, mm. things are going through your mind. Or where you are sitting, there's a lady sitting by you, and you are losing your coolness. It's like, hey, hey, hey. Am I preaching to anyone? So the trend of thinking, we need to be, you need to allow the love of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. We don't need to even add it. When somebody says, I love you, now we have to add, I love you with the love of God. Because of where you are coming from. Because of how your mind has not been updated with the current software. That's why the Bible says that be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew your mind. Hallelujah. That somebody can love you without any taking a pound of you. Somebody can love you genuinely without asking for any other favor in kind. 
Somebody can love you. Somebody can pay your transportation without having any ultra motive than paying your transportation. Or he's buying a KFC for you. And you have to pay for it in, in time. A drumstick for your drumstick. Side breast for your side breast. Two wings for your wings. I, what is all this thing that you have brought it into the church? What, what are all these? Tell them what are all these? Let the love of God constrain you. I said, let the love of God constrain you. God no go shame us. Yeah, the blessing go loud. It go worry the neighbors. Tell somebody, the blessing go loud. God no go shame us. It go worry the neighbors. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Be blessed. And allow yourself to be loved. Yeah, without any attachment. There's a true, genuine love. God kind of love. God kind of love. It's called agape. Unconditional love. I love you the way you are. You don't need to wear a pencil before I love you. You don't need a new wig before I love you. you do, I love you the way you are. Hallelujah. That is why you see grown-ups. You see somebody who cannot afford to pay the fare for a taxi. Is sitting in somebody's four by four, going to the person's place, dropping him. It is the love of God. Yeah. When you are here, you buy a car. The car becomes like a, 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 church, a church bus. That is how our mind works. That the blessings of God in our storehouse is for God. And we use it to do the work of God. Hallelujah. I used to be the only person in this church with a car. Yeah, I used to be the only person in this church who had a car. Where is comfort? Come. Where were you staying? I will, when we finish church, I will have to drop everybody. And I never ask anybody for a fewer. And it's also wrong for you to be a church member and you are dropping your church member. You are asking, where is the fewer cost? Where did you learn it from? Where did you learn all these things from? Yeah, where were you staying? I was staying in, in Tableview. You were staying in Tableview, yeah, in Girod. Yeah, it was in, in Girod. Uh, the River Amlet. And our church, I had started a church in Kailicha. What times were my, uh, was I dropping you? Uh, sometimes 2 a.m., 1 a.m. Yeah, I need to drop all the people, and they will be the last person. From Kailicha, I will drive all the way and come and drop comfort, one member. Or sometimes you come with voices, two of them. I would drop, then I would go back. By the time I get to me, it will be 4 a.m. Yeah, I'm talking about the love. You, you may not know what has brought us where we are standing. You, you are not able to let somebody, invite somebody to church. And for all, how many years was I doing that? Uh, over two years, please. It's been... Did you, did you pay my fuel? At all, at all. I just... They never, and they go to them before that. As I drop them, I will be feeling sleepy. And they will go to bed. And I will be paddling the car to go back. And sometimes the car will stop somewhere. After you drop it, then you call the police to come. 
I'll take you. The police will arrive with my mechanic. <laughs> so you, you see, when you are here and you don't know the value of a soul, that for one soul to go to heaven, you need to do what God will have you to do. If not, then you have not understood the church that you belong to. This is our mind. Your car can be used by God to bring other people to church. Even if you don't have a car and you need to give somebody 10 rand. Oh, God bless Kevin. Last time he gave a thousand for some people to be brought. We've not asked anything. People come to church in buses. It costs money. Just found and said, look, Pastor, I can see some cars coming. Can I support it? Yeah, it costs money. That is the heart. That that is the spirit of the house. You need to catch it. Yeah, you need to catch it. If you are coming on your way and somebody wants to join you to church, you, you, you cannot say no. Hallelujah. Yeah, when God blesses you, I pray that God will bless you. Amen. And you have a salon car Amen. that you will use from Monday to Friday. But over the weekend, you will have a bus. May, God, may you have a salon car and may you also have a, a bus. Amen. A bus that is like Sundays, weekends. I'm, I'm doing the work. You are collecting people, helping people. That must be the idea. Hallelujah. That is the spirit. That's how our mind works. Amen. Do you know the other thing? Our mind works in this way. Our mind works. The educated people can also do the work of the ministry. Yeah. You know, in some churches, if you're a doctor, you're an engineer, you're a lawyer, they have a nice pew for you to sit to improve the cosmetic image of the church. It's like this church. Even the church, the, the chair that you, the court that you sit, it will make you proud. The big one like that is like you don't do anything. But in our church, whether you are the vice president or you are the, you join the work. Amen. And our mind works. That, I mean, sitting here are doctors. Doctors, lawyers, different people. They are all doing their portion in, in service to God. Amen. 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 This, that everybody, you don't need to be the one holding the microphone. Please be seated. It's a church. You don't need to be the one holding the microphone in order to serve God. Before I came, somebody has sung. Some people have danced. Some, everybody is doing his portion. Everybody, you are doing your portion. Students are having services. Yeah, they are not paid. We believe that lay people, you can do the work of the ministry. As a lay person, a volunteer, you can volunteer. I will use my own car, my, you buy your own fuel. We don't pay volunteers. They are paid from their workplaces. I worked as a a lay person, for over 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. I worked as an accountant. I resigned as a principal accountant. Yes. But for the 10 years, my car was used. I passed. I had all night. My wife will be coming. Sometimes we are coming home. It's like you, you are... You, you, I mean, you do it happily for the love of God, for all the salvation, the blessings. What can I do in exchange? So you serve God as a volunteer, as a lay pastor. Amen. Yeah, your workplace pays you. 
and you use your time and your effort and your intellect and all your ability to serve God as a doctor, as an engineer, you do something. Hallelujah. That's how our mind works. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Our mind also works that if you cannot be a successful lay pastor, volunteer, then you, you, you are not qualified to be an, a, a full-timer. Because being a full-timer is not employment. It's a calling. Hello. Yeah. And you notice that in our church. You see, you see this pastor is an architect. You see this pastor is a lawyer. You see this one is a doctor. They said, everybody goes to school. So you don't become a pastor because you couldn't do much. Am I preaching? Yeah, you don't become a pastor because, you know, there's no employment. Then you are, no. Becoming a pastor is a calling. God, God has called you. You believe that you are called. Amen. Yeah. And you'll be helped to answer the call. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, before you come full time, do whatever you want to do on a part-time, uh, uh, what do you call, on a volunteer basis until the work is such that it can be a full-time work. You cannot uh, come as a, uh, what do you call, full-time. You have 18 members in your church and you are depending, you and your wife and your two children, you are depending on 18 members. Every day you are preaching about a titan offering. Every, hey, we don't have that in our church. No, don't worry the church members. Don't use the church members as a, as a, a, as a, as a, yeah, as an income generation activity. It's like any time you see people, the first thing that will care to you is how much money will I get from them. That is not how our mind works. That is not how our mind works as a church. That's why you can't see us that after the church we are selling things to the members. We are not trying to get. Look, Radha Makario, sister books is being sold for 1,005. It means one book is uh, almost 20 rand. Meanwhile, some of the books cost as much as 400. 500 and other things. One book will call. But do you think that if we want to do, uh, uh, want to get money, that's how we will operate. We will not even put it together as a, a library. We will sell it one, one. This one, this one. You see, so when you, you, you don't understand what you are trying to do, or when you see people have gathered, we came to church, you saw the member, the first thing is, what can I sell in the church? No, it's a wrong mind. Your first mind shouldn't be the, hey, there are people in church, oh, they, are, they can all be my customers. They can all be my, no, that is not how. When we see people, we see souls. How can this soul be helped to go to heaven? And how can this soul be helped that he will not go to heaven alone, but he will gather people with him to go to heaven. And how can this person be helped to be important person one day in heaven? When we see somebody, that's what happens. That is why there's always a Bible school going on. How many here wrote the uh, Strong Christian Academy exams last week? How many? Uh, can, can you wait? Yeah. The over over uh, 48 people were supposed to write exams. You see, they are being perfected. They write exams in the school. After that, there's another school. Another school. That's how things are. But if you are around, you may not know. People are being taught the word of God. People are being taught how to pray. People are being taught to prepare themselves to be strong Christians. Hallelujah. That they will not miss heaven. That they will avoid hell. 
And not only that, but to take other people. That's how our mind works. When we look at people, we don't see customers. We don't see clients. We don't see patients. We don't, we don't see what? We don't, we, we, yeah, we see souls. Bible said Jesus had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Why do we call another principle of the house? Why do we call our leaders in the church shepherds? Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. It's in the, it's in the Bible. Yeah, God referred to us as sheep and the, uh, Jesus. He was the shepherd. That's why we also tell our leaders, they are shepherds, just like Jesus was. Hallelujah. Can I continue? Yeah. Our mind works through marriage. That's how our mind works. That instead of committing fornication, you can have your own wife. If you can sleep with somebody, then you can marry. You cannot tell them that you are not ready to marry. Then stop. You want to be sleeping around, but you are not ready to marry. What, what, what sort of behavior is that? What sort of behavior is that? Yeah, we marry young. We marry before the grasshopper becomes a burden. Don't wait when you are so old that the hydraulics are not working. Something that must be liquid has become powder. Then you are worrying somebody's daughter. No, we marry young. Bible says, let, oh yeah, you should be glad with the wife of thy youth. That's what the Bible says. You should be glad with the wife of your youth. Don't wait till you are old. Now, there's not, you are not interested in anything. Oh. Rejoice with the wife. Is it there? Let the fountain be blessed. Hey. Thy fountain will be blessed. And rejoice with the fountain. With the, with the wife of thy youth. The fountain is liquid. It goes up and comes down. Not the powder. Yeah. Let the fountain be blessed. My God. But it gets you. You notice that. Oh, the fa- Yeah. And rejoice with the wife. Look. You see, a time comes, you can see that you can't rejoice. The problems are too much. Even when you see your wife, say, you know what? Please, please. You have married, but you are not enjoying your, because you you married late. You married late. Something that must be power steering. Because you married late has become manual. You need power steering. You tap like this. You tap like ah. If you don't marry young, you see that you would not understand what is power steering. You will be used to manual. If manual, you are attending, you see that. Oh, you need a dancing star with the agility of a goat. Hey, people who can gambo, you see, they can gambo. They can jump. They can jump. They can jump and gambo. Some of you are eighteen. You cannot jump. You are sitting down. Look! Look at you. If you like, I will call her Chris. Parent 
parents are here, their children are in the church. Very agile. When they are dancing, you know, you notice that Charlie, the guy is younger than me. 18, you are climbing a small steps. You don't know which of the steps. Hey. 18 years. Is that how to climb? Ah. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. Adam did not have a fridge when he got married. Adam did not have a plasma skin when he got married. Stop this foolishness of you are waiting for a fridge. You do that and then you impregnate somebody's daughter. Waiting for a fridge before you got married. All that Adam had was a job. He had been given a job to tell the garden, if you have a job, that is all you need. You don't need a car before you get married. Adam did not have a car. And if you get a lady who needs you to have a fridge before she marries you, it's a wrong kind of lady. A lady. The right kind of lady, they need you. You don't have anything. I don't have all we have is God and our faith. We are starting life together. Yeah. Fire for fire. Yeah. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Even your marital bed is very small, the single bed. It's not big enough to bring troubles. Yeah, the bed must not be too big. Ask my wife, when we married, my bed is You cannot even carry it because you need to hold somebody before you sleep. Ah, where would the problem come from? But this big, big bed that you have bought, that somebody can row and row and go and he's in the east, you are in the west, and there's a gulf between. Oh, that is why the problems are coming. Change your bed. You have put plenty pillows in the middle. Change the bed. Get a single bed. That you need to hold your wife in order not to come off the bed. Your wife also has to hold you. So when you are sleeping, you are holding her. Ah! All the problems are solved. Whatever did not work during the time, when you go to the problems, are gone. Because the bed is small. A small bed. Hey! Any lady who is not ready for a small bed is not your wife. Look for somebody who loves you the way. Amen. Amen. You should be afraid of things that you don't know how it starts. You see somebody already made, everything is cooked. He's coming to collect you as an addition to his possession. See that you are married, but you are not free in your own home. You shout, you shout on, hey, hey. But you get a young guy. You are starting life together. Everything you own is for the two of you. Hallelujah. I say we are pro-marriage. Yeah. I don't know whether I can continue. Yeah. Yeah. Is understanding coming? Yeah. The spirit is entering. Yeah, our philosophy, we believe in church building. Can you see this church? We also don't believe in borrowing. Yeah. We don't believe in borrowing. For even, no, we don't borrow. If you have it, we have it. If we don't have it, we wait. We are not trying to impress anyone. We don't believe in loans. The banks don't like us. Yeah. We are one. We make, look, everything you see here is real. 
there is our names is not in APSA or Standard Bank or FNB waiting for us to come and pay. No, 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 no. We don't have anything. I'm not forced to preach about uh, uh, ten ten thousand for ten blessings. No, 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 no. Money, come back to me now. No, no. I can concentrate to, to teach how to bless your life. Hallelujah. Yeah. We don't take loans for things. Are you there? And we believe in church building. We believe in pro-marriage. And I, I, I needed to talk about the procedures. They say procedure. Yeah. We tell them, if you are not ready, you are not ready to get married, don't go and propose to anyone. You just started school. You want to propose. When will you get married? Maybe in 10 years. Hey! So is the lady becoming an apprentice under you or what? No, 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 no. If you propose, it means that you have your wedding date. Within maximum of two years, you are getting married. We don't want you to go and break anybody's heart. Hmm? Relationship for five years, six years is too long. The first year, doing her, her birthday, it will be a hug. Your birthday, it will be a hug. Second year, it will be a peg. By the fourth year, you notice that, ah. <laughs> by, by, by the fourth year, you have junior. Junior is around. <laughs> junior is around. And you see, it has spoiled your Christianity. Now you don't even believe you have become so. We, we don't want all those things. Pastor, can I talk to this lady? He said, steady her from afar. When you call her, you it means that you have the wedding date. Yeah. And do the procedure. We tell the ladies who are members of the house, don't hide the relationship between you and that boy. Let the pastor know about it. Don't let the guy tell you, oh, let us do it. It's between us. It's going to deceive you. It should be open. You may not know that this guy is broken four people's hearts. You, you let it be between the two of you. Once he comes to the pastor and says, the pastor, we want to get married. It's open. The pastor asks, what about the uh, first one you brought? So you hear it. <laughs> that, ah, but you brought this person. So pastor, I mean, we'll talk about it. Then we'll tell you that. Go and sort it out. She's brought, he's brought this lady. Do you know that he's in a relationship with this lady? Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah. Let him find out before. If you do it under, before you notice, you are the fifth. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the guy is practicing polygamy in church. You, <laughs> you will be the fifth wife. All of them is so powerful. All of them also have uh, children. All of them. Anyone he touches, baby, anyone he touches, you, you, before you notice. For you, there are guys that are dangerous. They, but they will say the things you hear. And sometimes, you know, I don't want, I don't want to say. The ladies, they don't like the good guys. Because the good guys, they don't tell lies. They come and say, hello. The other time when pastor was talking, I look at you and you, it looked like I was interested. So that is why I have come. You see, the good guy, they don't have raps. 
They are robbed. But the guys who are not, what? In the way they will walk and they will come. The way they will come. They say, hello, baby. Were you creator or crafted? You notice that? You are melting. The way it will come. Hello. Hello. Oh. Sorry. No, the thing that confuses me is from the time I saw you, I've forgotten the name of my mother. You know, these days, after the first encounter with you, I don't know what is happening. But I've been seeing you all over in my dreams. Can I give you my heart so I run on batteries? <laughs> you know, no, please, don't smile. That smile kills me. Don't smile, please. Please don't smile. Please don't smile. That smile, oh no. Oh no, it's my... Hey! Before you notice, you are swept. The rough that they are the ones they said if loving you is a sin then I'll go to hell in fact if loving you is a disease then I'm in the hospital I, I must be in I must be in the ICU if loving you I don't know how God can create People like you have not met anybody like you. Oh, wow. No, I, I got to do this. In fact, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need it. Then, by the time you are finished, hey, the guy has given you rubs before you notice. Then the lady said, will you mind if we tell pastor about it? Oh, don't bother. Don't bother, you know. These pastors, these pastors, sometimes they are jealous of our love. You see. I don't want anyone to come between the way. No, I, I can't handle it. If the pastor is not in tune with what I'm feeling, it will disturb my love. You le- let me express, you will understand. Yeah. You, are, you, you understand that my love is different. My love is totally different. I will, I will love you in a way that you will be confused. Yes. Hallelujah. Are you here? The doctrine. The, hey, our time is up. How many want to know how our mind works? How many want to know the vision of the house? The principles. Yeah, I'm sure if God permits, you talk about the procedure. There's a procedure of the house. There's a procedure. There's a process. Yeah. Jesus told the people, anyone that does not come through the door is a thief. So there's a procedure to enter into the sheepfold. Yeah. In the Bible, there's a procedure. And in our house, also there's a procedure. There's a procedure that you need to understand. Hallelujah. I want to be singing from there. So you come. So I, I've been singing. So can I sing next week? 
well, you may be able to sing, but what you don't know about you, you have a voice, you have a gift, but what you don't know about you is your character. We don't know where else you've been singing and what you've been doing. So be around for a while. Be around. Join the choir. Join. Say, no, I don't want to mess with the choir. No. Be part so that people will get to know. We are not so interested in the gift as much as your character. That is the problem that is coming into our day. People with gifts but without character. Yeah, the gift will slay you. And after when you hear the stories, you, can, you cannot believe. Is these two things in one person? Is these two things in one person? Many people don't know that you don't need to be matured in order to have a gift. It's a gift. You don't buy it. A gift is a gift. Your voice, anything, a gift is a gift. But to be fruitful and to have a character is a fruit. And only mature people bear fruits. So we want to see some fruits before we endanger the lives of people. Because you have a gift, we will not bound people under you. We need to know. If somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm very serious. Once I was uh, preaching in a place, and as I was preaching, I saw something I was really worried. So I called a person after the preaching, and I said that you are destroying the children. The person was in charge of children's church. I said, these children are always praying and talking to God that they want to be like you. They are always crying on God they want to be like you. Then I said, will you want them to be like you? He said, Pastor, no. I said, yeah, that's what I saw. The innocent children, they are praying that they want to be like you. Then I began to tell her the things in her life. Check this, check this. He said, Pastor, everything is true. So you are destroying. Innocent children are praying to be like you. What life do you lead? We thank God for the gift, but what is the character? Hallelujah. Are you here? Do you still want? Yeah. I wish I can go to the standards. I wish. To be a leader in our church, you need to speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues must not end with you. You need to believe in Titan. Yeah. You need to be straight. Not straight. Straight. If you are a lesbian, you are a homosexual, you are a gay, we all have our problems. That is your problem. We come to God for God to help us. Somebody is a liar. Somebody is a murderer. Somebody is a thief. Everyone has, somebody has a, so you cannot say that your problem, God shouldn't solve it. No. Come as you are, but allow God to. Do, do you understand? Then say that I want to be a, a, a pastor, but I still be lying. You want to still be a pastor and arm robber. No. It doesn't, the two doesn't go together. You preach after that. You go and rob the people. Can you? A, a, so, so in the same way, you also, whatever is your problem, Bring it, but allow God to. Do you understand? Do you think that we should allow Am Robert to be a pastor? If you don't want that, why should we also allow somebody who has not allowed God to work in him or in her to stop that specific problem to become? Are you understanding that? Yeah. So if we, we all have problems, including me, 
God is working. I always tell my wife that she needs patience. But God has not finished working on me. Because that the work will be done gradually until the day of Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> so you have to have patience. Amen? Yeah, it's important. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Oh, lift your hands and say, Lord, I want to, I want to be used by you. Help me. Help me to guide the spirit of the house. Help me to fit in, to think. Lift your hands and stand to your feet as we close. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. Oh, speak to God. Speak to him. Lift your hand and tell him, Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to cut the spirit of the house. I want a bedding for soul winning and for church planting. Oh, yes, I want my principles to be that of the church, which is based on the word of God, that I will do things that are in the word. Anything the word of God says I shouldn't do, I will also not do it in the name of Jesus. Ah, that the philosophy, philosophy of the house will be my portion. Somebody lift your hands. And pray. Pray that you catch the, 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 the vision of the house. You catch the principles of the house. Hey, and again, ah, yakataka, the philosophy in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to be together and to hear your word. May you lift the spirit upon the house the spirit of the ministry, and Lord, put it on everyone under the sound of my voice, that we will catch the vision of the house, that, Lord, the principles of the house will be our principles, that, Lord, the philosophy of the house will be our philosophy, so we will be able to help, and our help will not be destructive. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.